Welcome to episode six of One Question Wednesday. I'm your host, Jonathan Schechter. Today on the podcast, I talk with Michael Stone, the creator of Neurodynamic Breathwork and my own breathwork teacher. I went through Michael's first Neurodynamic Breathwork facilitator training program about a year ago. And Michael and I talk about why practicing breathwork consistently is so important, as well as so many other things that are related to breathwork that can be very helpful for somebody just starting out and helping experienced practitioners with their integration. So I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of One Question Wednesday, the podcast where we only ask our guests one burning question. And today I have a really special guest, uh, Michael Stone, who is the founder of Neurodynamic Breathwork. He's also um, my personal breathwork teacher. I went through the first uh, facilitator training program that he offered and just had a really transformative experience myself, learned all kinds of things needed to know about breathwork. And so I'm just really excited uh, for him to be here and uh, talk to you guys more about breathwork. So Michael, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Thank you, Jonathan. I'm uh, very excited to be here today. Yeah, so before we hit record, Michael was just telling me that he's on the third cohort of trainees. So I really appreciate his time. Um, I know that takes a lot. Uh, it's a very involved program, you know, six months, right? Yeah. Yeah. So really appreciate your time, Michael. The question for today's show is why is practicing breathwork regularly so important? Uh, yeah. Um, and so just to start with, I would like to just you know, give your listeners a bit of history of, of why I developed neurodynamic breathwork, which is a modality that can be done online. And I originally got certified in a different breathwork modality called holotropic breathwork, which I practiced for about 10 years and did in-person workshops in Los Angeles. And I was seeing people come away with really breakthrough results, but many times people would go back into their lives and their lives would just kind of take them over and it would just kind of fade after a while. And part of it is that with holotropic breathwork, it's it's a 10-hour day. It has to be done in person. That there's um, So it is a bit of a challenge for some people to be able to take a day out of their life. So, and it also takes a lot of time to produce, you know, because you're in big venues, people are laying on mats. So I was only doing it like four times a year. That was pretty much as much as I could handle. And so I started to look at how can I make this so that people really get lasting results? You know, not just these kind of hits, basically. And some people after one session did actually transform their lives and did bring stuff back into their lives where they made major changes. And But some people didn't, where they did have amazing results, but then it just kind of faded. So uh, I do have a science background. I was originally in uh, chemical engineering and uh, and just science in general. And so the theory that I had was that there's this general principle in neuroscience that the neurons that fire together, wire together, which in essence means that you like the more you do something, the more you practice something, like the stronger the neural pathway gets and the easier it is to do it in, in the future. And, you know, at first, the first time you do it, it's like just a very teeny, teeny little pathway. And then as you do it more and more, it gets more like a, like a freeway after a while. And so my theory was if I can provide a structure where people can do a facilitated breath work where they can really do a deep dive into their unconscious and connect to what we call 
their inner guiding intelligence. And what I mean by that is that in the same way that your body knows how to heal itself, in other words, if you get a cut or you get sick, you don't have to figure out how, how to um, make yourself better. Your trillions of cells in your body know exactly what to do. And they take care of it without you having to think about it. Your psyche has that same drive towards integration and wholeness. The problem is that we're constantly in our ego minds, which with these constant streams of thoughts that we're throwing these chemicals into our body, like cortisol, we're, we're anxious, we're expecting, we're judging. And it's very, very difficult in our normal state of consciousness for us to access this, what I call inner guiding intelligence, this part of your psyche that knows exactly the experience that you need in order to move towards wholeness and health. So in breath work, through deeper breathing to music, you actually quiet the ego mind and connect to this amazing inner intelligence that we all have. And it, it works um, through three things. One is through physiologically, there's certain physiological changes that happen in your body when you do deeper breathing. There's your blood gets more alkaline and there's a part of your brain that's responsible for these constructs of self and ego that it has less activity and they've measured that through fMRI and which actually supports this quieting of this constant stream of thoughts that we all have and, and quiets the mind and puts you in more of a place of stillness. And you combine that with a psychological impact where you're giving yourself permission to release and to open yourself up to emotions and to other things that need to be processed. Normally in life, we, we basically tell ourselves suppress. If you're like having a difficult experience like grief or anxiety, your natural instinct is to suppress that back into your body because it's uncomfortable to feel it. So, so normally that's our message. If it's wonderful, joyful, let ourselves feel it. If it's not, suppress into your body. And eventually that does an amazing amount of harm actually to your body where you're holding all that stuff in. It's not good for your health. It's not good for your psychological or physical well-being. So, so we're holding that stuff in. But in breathwork, part of the instruction is surrender to the process. Really give yourself permission to release whatever wants to be released. So just giving yourself permission is incredibly powerful. You know, your self-talk, what you say to yourself is the most powerful way to impact your psyche. And that's why you want to be really careful just in general in life, what you say to yourself. If you say that I can't do this or I can't do that, you won't be able to do it because your psyche is listening. If you tell yourself that it's okay to surrender and open up, your psyche will listen to that too. So you have the combination of this physiological impact, the psychological impact, and also the music, which is specifically designed to allow you to drop deeper into whatever experience you need to have. So what I wanted to do was design a breathwork modality where people could experience it on a regular basis, do these deep dives and start to strengthen the neural pathway to this inner wisdom that we all have. And so ultimately, of course, it had to be done online. It was impossible to do like four or five sessions in person every week. And people, there's no way they could have taken that time out of their lives to you know, take a day, five days out of the week. So it had to be done online. And ultimately, that's where Neurodynamic Breathwork Online was born. So we do five live sessions every week. And we have regular breathers who have breathed with us, you know, some for a month, some for you know, three months, some for a year, some for a year and a half, and which are actually starting to, well, starting after even just a fairly short period of time. But once they breathe longer, having this experience of bringing these benefits back into their life, once that neural pathway is, is strengthened and made into this kind of freeway, where in their everyday life, they can just kind of close their eyes and take a breath and connect to this inner guiding intelligence. And the results that they 
uh, talk about or that they've relate in like surveys that we do, increased trust in self, greater access to their inner wisdom, and also to what they call source, more clarity on their purpose in life. And that's one of the big ones. Many people in life are doing one thing and they're just vaguely uncomfortable. And even if they're making a good living, it's like, am I really doing what I'm supposed to be doing in life? Because on this kind of deeper level, they're not satisfied. And one of the results that people do get out of you know making breathwork into a practice is they're more clear on what really is their purpose in life. What is this unique gift that they can bring to the world that nobody else can, you know, because of their history, because of their struggles, because of their, you know, what they've gone through. And that one result alone can be just life-changing for people when they're just suddenly in touch with their passion and what really life is calling them to bring forward. And people also report an increased connection to their intuition, creativity, relief from anxiety, greater self-awareness, release of grief, and many other things. So at first it was just a theory, you know, when I developed this thing, but now after doing it for three years, it's also clear just from reported results from participants that this really, really does work when you turn it into a practice and, and where you can start to bring it back into your life and get these amazing results on an everyday basis. Yeah, that's, that's my experience for sure. You know, especially I, I really love what you said about, you know, being more clear about your purpose. It's almost like, like there's a lot of different voices in the room all yelling together. And once you start to quiet down some of the ones that are telling you, oh, I'm not good enough, or I'm afraid of this, or, well, we need to worry about that. Then the, 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 the self, that inner self has a chance to be louder. It has a, you know, you, you have a better chance to, to listen to it. And what I'm learning uh, now with a lot of the trauma-informed stuff that I'm, you know, uh, discovering and, and working with is that some of those voices are there because of our past traumas. And really the only way to get past them is to go through it. And I know that's one of the principles of neurodynamic breathwork as well, right? Is the way past is through. And so if we are able to sit with those emotions and have a way to release that energy, then it's not, the, the voice isn't as loud anymore. It might, you might not even hear it at all. And all of a sudden, now you can hear that, that purpose, that source that, oh, this is what I, this is what I really want to be doing with my life. So I love that. Yeah, exactly. And some of those voices are actually unconscious conditioning from your past. Thanks for listening to this episode of One Question Wednesday. I started this podcast for the same reason I started Blue Magic Alchemy, to be of service and to share information on how to practice and integrate different types of self-development and transformation modalities like breathwork, meditation, psychedelics, cold plunging, mindset, and more. We live in this wonderful age where all these different teachings and wisdom and information is available to us. So it's almost like we suffer from too much information now rather than not knowing which way to go. So that led me to question, if all this information is available, how come we're not all putting it into practice? And my hope with One Question Wednesday is that you walk away with something that you can use in your own practice or something that sparks your curiosity um, so that you go and look into a new practice. You know, go and try it out. There's so many wonderful teachings and so many ways to heal out there. And if you're interested in learning more about breathwork, I offer 
neurodynamic and other breathwork sessions online and in person in Tucson, both for single clients and in groups. And I also offer breath and integration coaching to support and help you integrate your different self-development and transformational processes, whether that's plant medicine, breath work, whatever path you're on, hit me up and let's see if we are a good fit to work together. So I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. Right. And not just from your parents, but also just cultural, you know, from society, you know, and many times I'll hear people say that when they were growing up, they were very passionate about something like art or something. Um, and, but they were told by their parents, no, you should be a doctor. You can't make a living doing art. Are you kidding me? You know, mm-hmm. go to med school or whatever. Right. And even our, you know, our society has a certain amount of conditioning about what is a, you know, good career path and what is not so good career path or whatever. And just by breathing, sometimes you can look at it and actually go back into your past and see where these conditionings were were actually created in your child mind when you were five or six years old. And many times it's from either, you know, when your parents talk to you when you're little, they're your gods. You're dependent on them to live. You know, they're taking care of you. So what they say is an incredibly powerful influence on you. And what they're telling you may be true for them, but may not be true for you. You know, so sometimes what they're telling you is, is really good advice and really something you should take in, but we take it all in as if it's like, this is the way the world works. And it, it takes a certain amount of inner work to actually see those things and really now take a step back and say, you know what? That works for my parents or that works for the society, you know, for the culture. But does that really work for me? Is that who I am? And to separate your conditioning from who you really are. And, and that's one of the things you can do in breath work by doing deep dives into, you know, things that happened when you were a child and seeing where these conditionings were developed and kind of looking at it from maybe a different perspective, from an adult perspective, where you can actually look at them from an objective point of view and say, does this really work for me anymore? Am I going to let the decisions that a five-year-old made run my life? Mm. Or is there another way where I can really move forward in my life and manifest the life that I want more effectively? You know, from this adult space where I can look at things with more possibilities right now. When, When you're a child, you have very few possibilities in terms of how you deal with things. And when there's strong emotions, you know, many times the only thing you can do is suppress because you don't have the tools to work with processing through them. You don't have them yet. Like your adult mind is, is not fully, fully developed. So it's not a bad thing. It's just you, you protected yourself, you know, and, and that's true of trauma too. It's, it's, if you, you can't handle things when you're five or six or seven years old, that maybe you could have handled differently if you were 25 or 26 or 27. So your, your only pathway to protect yourself is suppress and, and suppress it in so, so deeply that it, you can still run your life and not have it bother you. But as an adult, you can many times look back at those decisions you made from a perspective where now you've got this whole set of tools, you know, this whole toolkit on how to work with these things and be able to say, okay, yes, that was something that I needed to do when I was a child, but how can I work with that now? How can I work with that experience and maybe see it from a different perspective where I can use it to catapult myself forward instead of creating limitations? And many times people come out of the breath work and see these experiences that they had in their earlier life which are which they feel like are holding them back from an empowering perspective, from a different point of view, where they actually see that they can use the experience and what they learn from it to actually push them forward in life. And just seeing that is just incredibly inspiring where people can totally turn around these experiences that have been kind of like this 
weight around their their foot and kind of release it and just you know turn into these birds and fly and say yes this experience is going to move me forward now and move me into you know the finding what i can really offer other people and offer other people maybe who have been through these same experiences giving them the benefit of my experience and supporting them moving forward in their life too sounds like you just described integration right you know going exactly. from this place of polarity of i have to overcome, I have to get over these things that I don't like about myself or that I'm ashamed of, that I feel guilt over. Um, I have to find a way to overcome them, but instead like finding a way to accept them, to love them and to define the gold in them, you know, to alchemize that experience into, into our being and yes. discover that it's really, it's really a gift. You know, it's not something that, um, that we have to get away from. If we if we can accept that part of us, it becomes a gift, and and you know we can share it with with the world. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, I love that, and I, I really love you know everything that you just talked about um, was one of the things that I really loved the most uh, about the facilitator training program. You know, we spent a third of the program working on personal development, and you know, so important for breathwork facilitators to be able to do their own work so that they're able to hold the space and assist their breathers and their clients. But, you know, just, it was just so valuable for me just in general to, to do this work around, you know, the, the things that happen when we're five, six, you know, very young are really shaping us and the way that we see the world. And it's, it's really, uh, time that we upgrade that software system, you know, so to speak, you know, if, if just like our phones, if we don't uh, update our phones after a few years, things don't run as well, you know, certain apps might not work, or they might work slower. So our, our, our minds are pretty much the same, right? Like if we're just running off of those programs that have been happening our whole lives since childhood, but now we're adults, there's going to be things that just aren't serving us anymore and ways that we're uh, approaching things and dealing with things that just really just don't make sense from sort of a high, higher executive function and faculty. Yes, exactly. And the important thing, you know, like these are unconscious things. Like we're, if we were conscious of that, these things were running our lives, we could then work on them, but they're running us from under the cover. So we're not even aware they're happening. You know, for instance, one of the benefits that I got, one of the first major benefits out of breath work, I'd had problems being in successful relationships all my life. And where, you know, my relationships would, uh, you know, last three or four months and then end in dramatic failure, you know, we're in emotions and drama in this incredible, like really uncomfortable breakup. And I could never figure it out because I was extremely successful in the other areas of my life in business, in pretty much everything except for relationships. And so, you know, my, because I was not conscious of what was causing it, the only thing I could come up with was, I just haven't met the right woman yet. It's mm -hmm. like, I just have to keep trying. But, you know, if you keep trying the same thing over and over again, and uh, when it's failed like 50 times and thinking that it's going to succeed the next time, you're probably not going down the right track. So, and what I saw in breathwork was that in uh, one of my uh, sessions, this is probably my fourth or fifth session, I went back into my childhood and um, both of my parents are uh, Nazi Germany escapees and uh, Jewish and kind of barely escaped with their lives. And, you know, when I heard about that when I was a child, you know, about how they'd been ensconced in the society for hundreds of years. And they'd actually like my, you know, grandfather was um, a World War One hero, got got the Iron Cross, which was the highest uh, award they could give. And one of my 
ancestors like saved the whole city but when napoleon went through and gave money so he wouldn't burn it down went around so they were like heroes basically in their in their town and then from almost one day to the next they were chased out or else they would die basically and even though they didn't tell me this the unconscious decision that i made at that point was the world is an unsafe place it's like if you can't trust your country when you've been contributing to your country for hundreds of years who can you trust so obviously if you're coming into a relationship from this point of view of the world is an unsafe place you're doomed from the start cuz i mean i was getting to a certain depth and then this unconscious conditioning would kick in and says don't go any further you're going to get hurt the person's going to turn on you you can't trust them and so i'd i'd get to a certain depth and then i would just pull back and and kind of shut down and i would drive the woman crazy <laughs> so it had nothing to do with the women it wasn't their fault at all it was all me i i just wasn't um advanced enough in my personal development to see it from that perspective when i was going through it i kept blaming it on the other person and um so once but once i saw that once i brought it to consciousness i could start to work on it and start to say like we were just talking about am i going to let a decision that a 5 year old child child made keep me from having successful relationships and i mean the answer was obvious to that one and it's not like it happened overnight but you know it took me you know this has been a conditioning for years for decades so it took me a while to really break through that and you know start to coming from a place to really from the the world is happening to me to the the world is happening for me i mean that was really the shift and it it took me a while but now um i think the longest relationship i'd had up to that point was like maybe maximum a year and now i'm in a 10 year relationship it's been amazing so you know that's what's what's potentially available in breathwork but the first step is really seeing what these conditions are yeah thank you for sharing such a personal story that's that's really incredible well i think that this is a fantastic conversation i feel like especially just knowing our relationship we could keep talking about this topic for a while so i do want to honor the format of the show and really appreciate your time um if people want to know more about neurodynamic breathwork with michael stone where can they uh learn more uh what well, the website is breathworkonline.com very simply and we offer a free first session to anybody who wants to try it out um there there are 2 hour sessions where you just do an intro talk then a breathing session and then and then a worldwide sharing circle afterwards we have people from 120 countries around the world that have participated and all you have to do is go to the schedule page and like i said we have five live sessions every week you can pick the one that works for you and and give it a try and you know you can talk forever about experiential things like breathwork but ultimately the only way that you really know if it resonates with you and if it works for you is is to give it a try so you know we've made that as simple as possible by doing it you know five times a week and uh, and by you know allowing people to do it just for free so that there's really no risk involved and we want to encourage everybody to give it a try it's you know one of my goals in developing this breathwork was to allow whoever wanted to try breathwork no matter where they were in the world if they had you know a lot of money or virtually no money to be able to let them experience these healing effects of these expanded states of awareness for us so i i welcome everyone to come and come and give it a try i remember when you shared that dream that goal in the training and i just had this wonderful vision of you know at the time we were the first group right of this is this is the way that you know your your dream is spreading out right that you're able to access and 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 share it with more people and what a wonderful feeling for you that must be you know just i saw it in this very um you know sort of cosmic kind of perspective yeah i'm i'm yeah i'm actually incredibly grateful for all the people that are coming in and doing the training program and then 
are, are willing to go through the process and you know go through the personal development and uh, learn how to be more self-aware and work with their own unconscious conditionings and then going out and bringing breath work to the world. Yeah. Well, awesome, Michael. Thank you so much for being a guest on One Question Wednesday. I would love to do it again sometime. And yeah, check out Neurodynamic Breathwork. Uh, until next time, friends. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of One Question Wednesday with Michael Stone. It really was an honor to be able to talk to Michael so in depth about topic that I'm so passionate about and that he's helped me so much with. So I hope you guys also enjoyed this episode. As always, if you can give us a five-star review or follow the podcast, I'd really appreciate it. And for more information on breathwork, mindset, meditation, psychedelics, and integration, please follow me on Instagram at Blue Magic Alchemy, all one word. Till next time, folks and friends, see you.